0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest skewed and reviewed Skewcast. I cannot believe we are already coming up on February. So as we enter the second month of 2023, Justin and Michael and I are back with some uh, looks at kind of what happened last week, uh, look ahead at some things that are coming up that we want to keep an eye on. For those of you that aren't aware, you can catch us at sknr.net as we cover all things movies, games, television travel, pop culture, entertainment, and more. We have our quarterly magazine, Student Review the Magazine, which uh, gives a deeper look into some of these topics. And, of course, you can catch me each week on DJ Show's Deep Nation on KSWFM as the uh, look at, uh, you know, the recent news of the week. And then you can also go to Pinal Central, P-I-N-A-L Central dot com, Keyword speed and see our game reviews for the network and newspapers. Uh, it's like 10 papers in 21 markets. You can also catch us on Sci Fi Radio, uh, Open Critic, and lots of other outlets. So we want to hit the ground running because this week started out looking like kind of a slow news week, and as time went on, it really, really took off, and a lot of stuff started to come in, especially later in the week. So we're going to start off with uh, one of the first things that uh, came through late in the week, and that is CinemaCon has announced their schedule. So uh, obviously I'm not going to go through all the hospitality things and the um, certain panels. We're going to focus just on uh, the big uh, studio showcases, but they are going to open up on the 24th with Sony. And on April 25th, we are going to be seeing a little bit of everything from Warner Brothers to a major studio screening, but they aren't going to tell us what it is just yet, as well as some uh, interesting um, behind-the-scenes events, that sort of thing. The 26th is going to have the Walt Disney Studios. Uh, going over their release schedule and a little later that afternoon it's going to be Universal Pictures and Focus going through their um, schedule. But an interesting thing is a tentative studio event, so we'll see what that could be. And then the final day is going to wrap up with Paramount, uh, Lionsgate, and then the awards show. So Michael, let's start off with you. Uh, what do you think about this and is there anything you're like really hoping that we're going to get a look at? Uh, for show.
1: Yeah, so I mean, CinemaCon's always pretty much, in my opinion, the best show of the year. Uh, and I think it's, I think I like it even better than saying like SDCC and some of those, because um, I like the industry news. I like seeing the a lot of the stars show up, obviously, and of course, there's lots of um, previews of upcoming movies, and we get to see a lot of first-hand stuff. I would expect we're probably going to see more about the new Mission Impossible movie coming out. Um, mm-hmm. When we were there a couple of years ago. Um, We had already seen the stunt that Tom Cruise, um, the the, the jump off the cliff to the uh, um, base jump, I think, which has been shown in theaters and and on uh, previews already, but we got to see firsthand look at that, um, where Tom Cruise kind of explained that whole process, and and we got to see an extended look at all that. Um, Obviously, we usually get to see any of the new movies um, that are coming out, along with announcements of movies that we aren't even aware of so it'll be always interesting to see um what's what's on the agenda it almost is always exclusively new release stuff so stuff that either hasn't been announced or we've heard um rumblings on but we haven't actually seen um a lot of
2: you know a lot of
1: information about so all in all it's always a a pretty good um show what i like is the um studio updates they talk about the uh the theater um it's the small theater owners. They talk a lot about the state of the industry. Um, they have a lot of luncheons where they kind of discuss, um, you know, focus on certain individuals or like directors, um, actors, that sort of thing, depending on, you know, their state of the industry and, and things they've got coming up. So it's a, you know, it's a great show. It always gives a really good uh, sneak peek into the, the you know, realm of theater ownership. Um, it's really designed and uh, presented for theater owners to build the excitement up and to uh, to share um, the experience of what's coming to their theaters, how they'll be able to um, share with the revenue and, and, and build upon, I think, which was a pretty good year this year with a lot of blockbuster movies coming out, um, which I think I saw a revitaliz- revitalization of the industry in theater. I mean, obviously movies like Top Gun, um, Avatar, you know, those, those types of big blockbuster movies that brought in a lot of, revenue i think to screen the screen owners in general so all in all it's a it's a great show i'll be looking forward to it
0: justin do you, i know you haven't uh, covered the show in person yet but i'm curious do you have any thoughts or expectations about what you might see or wife might want to see
2: uh no i think michael covered it it's just you know um i've i've liked like, like you guys mentioned the uh, mission impossible will probably be there um and i've been big fan of the the new newer mission impossible movies so uh, seeing a little bit maybe a trailer for there for for that movie or um, you know anything else that's going on you know I, I think it's important just to um, kind of keep the theaters going kind of see you know what is coming to the theaters to try to uh you know uh, garner interest into into actually attending theater theaters for you know seeing movies so I'm, I'm looking forward to it I'm, I just want to kind of see what what gets revealed there and what surprises they have.
0: And it's interesting because you can kind of speculate on it. Sony opens things up. I would think that we might get a look at Kraven the Hunter and maybe even Madame Webb because they did show us some early uh, animatronics and animation from the upcoming Spider-Man animated film. Last time they showed us the first reel for Bullet Train, stuff like that. And, of course, we got to see some of the other films that we didn't really know much about. Uh, I think Paramount's an interesting uh, subject because a lot of people had kind of not paid attention to them as much, and then they came ripping out with gigantic hits last year, including uh, Top 10 Maverick, which made well over a billion dollars and essentially uh, cemented them with the couple of hits they had that they're still a legitimate player. And, uh, you know, just over like those saying, oh, they're kind of looking more at streaming, that sort of thing. And then you look at, like, Lionsgate. I would love to see something on the new Expendables. I'm hoping we're going to get an extended look at uh, Borderlands, even though it's, you know, going through through reshoots and stuff like that. And then you could play around forever, like, you know, is Disney going to show off uh, Miss Marvel or uh, the marbles? Or are we going to get a look at some of these other films that are out there? Are we going to get a look at um, some of these you know, heavily anticipated films that have been more under the back burner? Who knows? I mean, traditionally, these are films that are coming in the next year, so that'll be something really cool to focus on, but that's part of the joy is that just when you think you've got it all figured out, they're going to show stuff that you haven't thought about or heard about, and it will be very interesting to see what they have, I mean for me, I really enjoy just going in and seeing all the, right, you know, as you walk in, seeing all those posters and stuff, hyping up the new films. Um I wouldn't even be shocked if we get a look at the new Dune movie. Would it be too soon to possibly get a look at the new Godzilla and Kong movie? They have been filming it, and, you know, are, is Disney going to be bold enough to put uh, an extended look at the new Indiana Jones film? Well, I would think probably, because this could definitely be a showcase for it, so We will see. We will see. A lot of interesting stuff there. Uh, So, speaking of showcases, Microsoft recently had a showcase and they showed off titles ranging from Minecraft Legacy, Forza, new update for the Elder Scrolls Online, a brand new game that had not been announced at all, that not only did they announce it, but it rolled out that evening to the uh, shock of everybody that a game in this day and age could literally go under the radar, and then be released uh, at the same time, but it did indeed, and that has been a very big delight, but I wanted to talk about uh, the other big announcement they had, and that was the upcoming Redfall. They actually have a new release date for it, we have some new information, and Justin, why don't you start us off, what do you think?
2: Yeah, so like we were talking about last week, um, the thing that kind of surprised me the most about the Microsoft showcase was there wasn't really much Starfield, um, because it was a Microsoft Bethesda showcase, which suggests to me that they're kind of holding Starfield close to the chest. They're probably going to do a Starfield-specific event later on, is my guess. Um, Now, for what they did show, um, I'll be honest, it was a little disappointing for me, but... um, I guess part of it is you know in the nature of any of these shows sometimes you're just not gonna they're not gonna touch on every type of gamer who you know some of the stuff uh usually like they try to touch on every type of game that's gonna you know maybe be of interest to uh just a little bit of everything for everyone kind of thing um what they did show really wasn't mostly my thing i mean Redfall does look good um but from what I've seen, it really hasn't, like, I'm a huge fan of Arcane's game, it's just Redfall in particular really hasn't piqued my interest, um, but, you know, it does look very good, it does look very polished, um, and it, it clearly was, uh, b- you know, between that and, um, I'm drawing a blank on the, the name of the game that was was announced, uh, Hi- Hi-Fi Rush, um, those two, yeah, Redfall and Hi-Fi Rush were pretty much like the two big kind of uh, headliners for, for this showcase, and, um, you know, I, I'm also a fan of Tango Softworks, who's making Hi-Fi Rush, or made it, rather, because it has already released, uh, I haven't really looked into it, so I can't really, uh, I can't really judge it, it does look good, um, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet, um, but, uh, yeah, Redfall, it, it looks very good, looks very polished, looks, you know, like Arcane is, is bringing their best, but, uh, it just, it's, um, it's setting and, and characters and everything just hasn't really piqued my interest quite yet. So uh, I'm, I'll am i be watching it still. Um, but really, you know, for me and, and Microsoft, uh, as of right now, I'm kind of, I'm kind of mostly waiting for Starfall. Obviously, I think that's kind of like the big game, one of the biggest games that, that they have um, coming up this year. Um, so I, I was really hoping to see more of that. But like I said, I think they're probably holding that for, for a Starfall specific event. Um, I'd also like to see what it is up to. Um, we know, you know, Doom Eternal came out now a couple years ago, so I would like to see what they're now working on. Um, but again, you know, I wouldn't really have expected that at, at this particular event. I, I think they're probably holding that for E3 or, uh, probably, uh, QuakeCon. So, um, a little bit of disappointment on my side, but, uh, but you know, wasn't wasn't horrible. Uh, I think you know, Redfall does look good, so um, hopefully we get to see Starfall soon.
0: And Michael, who take, please?
1: Yeah, I mean Minecraft legends, I, I've, I'll be honest, I'm a traditional Minecraft player. I, I, I still like the solo experience. but we know Minecraft is a major seller for um, Xbox Studios. So I suspect it'll be very successful. Again, it's, open, it's more open world PvP um, type of combat within the Minecraft universe. Again, it's not not my style. I, I, you know, I still prefer uh, OG Minecraft. But I, again, I know it'll be a successful launch for them. Um, Hi-Fi Rush, I, I think it looks really good. I'm a big fan of um, uh, games that are kind of um, music-based, uh, like Patapon games from back in the Sony era, you know, just those types of um, beat type games and graphically looks outstanding. Um, It is a huge uh, divergence from Evil Within and Evil Within 2. Obviously, they're more known for their horror games, so this is uh, quite the departure. Um, I do like that, A, it's again, graphically looks amazing. I like that, you know, the the games that are being announced will be available day one on uh, Game Pass, um, which for folks who who don't have that, they really should consider it because it is actually a, a fantastic deal. Um, for, for the Motorsport, we've been waiting for the late, a new one for, since I think, seven. Um, for somebody who has a driving rig, I'm pretty excited for this. Um, it looks outstanding. It uh, looks you know, absolutely amazing. One thing I'm hoping that they will implement is a VR for the PC, uh, which makes driving games even more immersive um, when you're using a driving simulator um, overall. Um, so obviously that would be a that would be a big bonus uh, to do that. But again, it looks it does look really good. Um Elder Scrolls Necrom again, another looks to be another fantastic release for Elder Scrolls online. Um, that game has been going strong now for many years at this point., um, and I think they really do they continue to do a really um, excellent job keeping new content flowing for that almost annually. Um, and the content's usually fairly large. It's not just, a new dungeon or a new um quest but it's actually open a whole new area new area of land i mean the elder scrolls arena uh, map and just the elder scrolls universe in general is huge and they've probably only touched on 40 percent of it um, if that so they continue to release i like this fact that this is a little bit more horror based um kind of like a D&D ravenloft kind of setting which i really like um, and that's the same for Redfall. I do think Redfall looks outstanding. Um, I like the whole, you know, vampire hunter type um, concept. I think the characters are pretty well designed. And again, as Arcane Studios. Um, I'm a big fan. I think they do a really good job. And I, I like to see how this is shaping up. So, you know, all in all, I think it kind of touched, you know, touched, you know, parts of the industry that aren't necessarily for everybody, but it kind of t- touched on each um type of uh, genre so you've got the uh, massive multiplayer online folks who are excited for Elder Scrolls you've got the racing folks who are excited for Forza Um, obviously uh, Minecraft which is not necessarily just for the kids but um, family oriented Um, so Legends I think will be um, a pretty big seller obviously Hi-Fi Rush for those who are looking for something different um, and then of course Redfall, which is something a lot of us have been pretty excited for, and again they're all available on Game Pass, or will be available at day one on Game Pass. Um, so I think generally speaking, um, you know, it's it may not be what everybody was looking for, but I think it's it's a it's a big a good start you know strong um, beginning of the year. And again, all of these, uh, I think with the exception of Forza Motorsports, which we know is 2023 at some point, uh, a lot of them have release dates. Um, before the summertime, um, with June 20th being kind of the latest, so it's at least where they're showcasing a lot of games that are going to be released soon, and they're not showcasing games that aren't going to be released for like two or three years, so.
0: Absolutely. So moving on from that, we had a brand new trailer come out for Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods. So, uh, Michael, you had a few comments on that before we got started today. So why don't you take a couple minutes and uh, tell us what you think, and then Justin, give us your take, please.
1: Yeah. So what my comment was that we discussed earlier is that this is very DC film. It looks like very much like a DC film, which isn't really a compliment. Um, but as far as as far as the series goes in general, um, I think it's obviously it shows uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It allows. Um, the folks to really have a enjoyable
0: right experience, there. and unlike other films, like it's it really does kind of, um, it looks a little bit more entertaining,
1: it's not trying to be a serious film, oh, sure. so I think it'll be interesting, but um, at the same time, it's probably not going to be one of my must-sees of the year.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, it's going to be one that fans will be interested in to see how the franchise will continue or if it will continue under the new uh regime just in your take please
2: yeah like michael said it, it looks like a dc movie um which uh not to just completely echo what he what he said but uh you know is not a, exactly a compliment at this point um you know it's it's tough because um you know they they have had some successes but i think they've you know overall we've we've talked about this before they've the the dc movies have had more failures than successes and overall i mean it's pretty obvious that they they've signed they've kind of understood that um what the state of their their movie project um needs needs to be you know relooked at and rebooted and that's why they brought james gunn on and why they're kind of transitioning into a whole new kind of approach to their uh to their movie IPs. Uh, that said, you know Shazam seemed like one of the ones that, and I hadn't seen it. Um, so, um, you know, that's just full disclosure. Um, but it it from from what I had heard, it it was one of the more fun ones. It was one of the more successful ones. So, um, you know, just like with, uh, Aquaman, it uh did did well enough to garner a sequel. Um, and it looks, you know, this one it looks a lot like the first one, you know, it looks like they're kind of leaning into what worked, but, you know, again, it's, it's hard to get away from the umbrella of the DC cinematic universe, uh, and the state it's in, um, so, uh, sadly, you know, I, I don't expect, unless it does extremely well, I'm kind of expecting, the momentum is against a lot of these movies, so, um, you know, unless it does really, really well, uh, I would I would expect this is probably the last of this iteration of Shazam, because um, my guess is that they have future plans for for a larger you know reboot of the of their cinematic universe.
1: And just yeah. real quick to add to your point, because I hadn't seen it the original movie either till recently, and it kind of reminds me of Big, and, I, and I'm not for a, for a superhero movie. I, it was cute, I'll give it that, and I, I it was definitely more kid-friendly, but I think for a superhero movie, and again, I liked it because it was entertaining because, again, it reminded me of Big, but at the same time, it's not from a superhero perspective. It isn't something that I would consider a um, thrilling superhero big tent event. Again, it's more like watching a a cute movie about coming of age and not not really superhero-esque,
0: which is kind of what people look for when they go to these movies, I think. Mm hmm yeah, and that's that's definitely the thing. It looked like a lot of special effects and humor, but, you know, the bar for DC is that they want these films to be touching a billion dollars. These are not the kind of films that are going to hit a billion dollars. They can make a nice five, six hundred, seven hundred million, $600, 700000000 but you have to wonder, how strong is the Captain Marvel franchise? Zach Levi has done a fantastic job with it, but, you know, Dwayne Johnson's a big star heavily stumped for Black Adam, and it did not do very well to the point where that's pretty much the end of it. Some people tried to blame the pandemic, but then we go and look at the Marvel films have done very well. Jurassic World Dominion did very well. Avatar has done exceptionally well. The original Shazam made $366 million. I don't see this making seven, eight, nine hundred million dollars 900000000 million, and that's the problem. You know, you're probably locked in at around 400 million or so, and uh, let's see, Black Adam may, has made uh, 392, so you can see where the sweet spot seems to be for these type of films, and that'll be all the uh, justification they need to be able to say, yeah, sorry, it's not performing up to expectations. It's like, well, maybe you need to start making films as well. I mean, they're pushing Blue Beetle. I, I have next to no interest in that at all. I'm hoping that when we see trailers and stuff. I will, but for right now, it's just not, you know, lighting things up. Uh, Things that are lighting things up, and I just briefly wanted to mention this, is that Disney has opened, uh, Mickey's Runaway Railroad has finally opened at Disneyland California in Toontown. It's getting great early uh, reactions. It did open uh, prior at uh, Florida. It's been out there for a while. But one of the things that we have on site that you might get a look at is the line system is a bit different in California. And one of the things they do is they actually have you go through a fake um, movie theater, and people are all commenting about how cool it is and how some of the stuff from the items being sold to the movie posters are uh, done up. Like So, for example, they have the old Disney musical... Uh, Newsies, which is done up as Toonsies, and it's got animated characters. Instead of the Rocketeer, you have the Mouseketeer. Uh, you know, instead of the Parent Trap, there's the Chipmunk Trap. You have things like that, and people have really enjoyed this. You can see the video uh, online of the actual ride, or attraction, and in this case, we also have photos up, so you can check them out. So that's something for folks who are looking at a Disney trip in the not-too-distant future, To consider. The next thing I wanted to get into, gentlemen, was talking about The Last of Us. Now, no shocker, the uh, show on HBO has done exceptionally well. So, is it really a shocker that they've already confirmed season two, uh, which is going to be based on The Last of Us Part Two? Naughty Dog has apparently said they still have not decided whether or not they're doing a third game in the series. Uh, you know, considering they keep remastering the first one for each new generation. We've already had three versions of it, one for the PS3, one for the PS4, one for the PS5 and the PC. Uh, some people obviously think that that may be coming, a newer update may be coming for Last of Us Part 2. However, uh, Part 2 is seen as being much longer and much darker, and thus justifying either a longer season or season uh, two and three to tell the tale. So, just what do you make of this?
2: Yeah, so uh, it's you know I I haven't watched it yet. I, it's on my on my list of to dos. Fan uh, of The Last of Us, so um, I'm I'm looking forward to to watching it. Uh, the the series. Uh, that said, you know, I this kind of I, I might be an outlier here, but um. Mm-hmm. I think zombie fiction really struggles to for for long, uh, for long form storytelling. Um, you know, I, I think the case in point with this is The Walking Dead. I think The Walking Dead really ran out of steam after a while. Um, The Last of Us worked really well because, um, it really put the focus one. They they were actually able to make it about something larger, but they really put the focus on. The, the character storytelling and really just hyper-focusing on, uh, telling Joel and Ellie's story, um, and then also making it about a larger, you know, a larger stakes plot, uh, of, like, what they were trying to do. Uh, the problem with, you know, The Walking Dead, in my opinion, is it just kept going and going and going, and it really wasn't about anything. It was just, um, kind of spinning its wheels, and just adding more characters and then, you know, shockingly removing uh, previous characters to, you know, to reinvigorate the engines. And it was just like a meat grinder, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. Um, that said, you know, I, I do wonder how much steam they can get out of The Last of Us. Uh, I'm hoping that their their vision for the show is um, limited. I really hope that they kind of just stick to maybe two seasons, just tell the story of The Last of Us Part 1, um, and then maybe uh, split Last of Us Part 2 into two parts, maybe, so three seasons. Um, I hope that HBO isn't seeing this as their replacement for Game of Thrones. I, I think they've been looking for a replacement for Game of Thrones for a while. Um, the, they're just fundamentally different shows, though. Game of Thrones, obviously a huge novel series that has like five books, so <laughs> there's a and is a huge world with a lot of interconnecting parts, so um, you can get six or seven seasons out of something like that. But with with Last of Us, I could easily see it getting into the the same rut that The Walking Dead is if they go past where the game is where the games are. Uh, as you mentioned, Gareth, I think you know I think even Naughty Dog is is questioning whether they can continue um, the story of The Last of Us and Ellie because you know you have to have and, and, you know, I, I think a huge part of this is you have to have a story that's worth telling. Um, you can't, you shouldn't make a story just out of obligation, out of just, oh, we need a sequel because this is very popular. You have to have a story that's worth telling. And I think where The Last of Us is right now in the games is they, you know, they told two, you know, very good, very popular stories. They're very character focused. Um, but where do you take it from there? I think that's the big question. Um, maybe they can come up with a good idea and maybe that idea can be adapted in, into the live-action TV show, but um, I just kind of hope that they keep it limited, they keep it, you know, stick to the story and then, you know, don't don't try to uh, just make more seasons because, you know, it's popular. I, I hope that they, they, they kind of understand like where the story is good.
0: And that's an excellent point. You know, even Naughty Dog jumped away from Uncharted. They've come out and said, look, you know, we're, We're done. This is as far as we can go with this. And, you know, HBO found some... Well, they found success with House of the Dragon, and they've had great success with um, The White Lotus. But again, you come back to how long can you keep running these things out there? And, you know, the success with Game of Thrones ended when they ran out of books to adapt. And they had to sit there and say, well... He hasn't written the next book yet, so we're gonna just have to figure this thing out. Uh, we've already got an issue similar to that coming up with Stars and Outlander, where they're getting ready for the seventh season and they come out and said, Okay, the eighth season is gonna be the last of it, but we're gonna do spin offs. Well, she's got they've traditionally done about one book a season. She's done book nine and supposedly there's a tenth book coming. But they're already at the point where it's kind of like, Well you know, can we wait another couple of years to try to wrap this all up and they're probably just going to say, let's just call it good here. And if you decide to revisit them as TV movies, that sort of thing. And it's always such a tricky thing. How, you know, you brought up The Walking Dead and so accurate. I mean, I used to really enjoy it, but I can tell you once they got rid of Glenn and Megan and that whole thing, I just, I just kept watching it each week and I'm like, why? And then it got to the point with some of the spinoffs that I was only, I was literally thumbing through it until the zombie wards arrived. And it just was like, I, I can't do this anymore. It's, it's just not drawing me in. Uh, Michael, do you have a take on all of this, please?
1: Yeah. So I agree. I think, I think it's really going to depend on, cause I agree with Justin. I think they, they will, I think they could split um, last of Us two into two seasons, a season two and a season three, or a season two with a long break between the first half and second half to finish out that story. Now we're talking years down the road um, and I do think well, a couple things about Naughty Dog. I agree that with Uncharted they did the right thing. They told the Nathan Drake story to its conclusion where they wanted it to be the end and that's the end of that. Now they have to do the, the spin-off with um, their other game. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now but um, so they did. They did have something.
0: The new one short. with the shoe girls
1: Yeah, that one. But um, but I think Naughty Dog is um, really good about um, concluding storylines. I do think there will be Last of Us Part Three. Um, just because a lot of these things see trilogies, and I I don't necessarily think that Naughty Dog is done with Last of Us yet. So I, I do think there's going to be a trilogy. Um, what I would hope is the game and the story is released before um, any decision is made for another season of Last of Us, because I agree with, not only with with um, the uh, zombie take on things, because I, th- I think Last of Us, for the record, the, the t- TV show is absolutely fantastic, and it follows the game very well. Um, so I think, I think they're doing an excellent job with it. But just like um, Game of Thrones, when you run out of material, and you have to start winging it, or making up where you think the story's going to go, I think that's where things start to struggle. I mean, obviously, there was all the backlash with um, Game of Thrones in the last season, um, about how it ended, and, and how things went, you know, and, and again, part of that was, I think there was an expectation when they started Game of Thrones, that the book would have been done, <laughs> um, but, you know, he definitely works at his own pace, and maybe that will never be done. Um, so um, same with Naughty Dog. I, again, maybe they already have a Last of Us Part 3 in the works or a plan, um, and they do have several years, at least two, maybe three or four, before we have to consider where The Last of Us is going on on HBO, um, but I would agree that if, if, there, if that story is truly done, if Last of Us 2 is truly the end, and there's not going to be an extension or another, another uh Part of that world that they're going to explore on just for the sake of, of doing a good game, not not just doing it for the money, but actually having a good story behind it. And if HBO can can, you know, drive off of that, assuming it's a good story, then maybe they can stretch it for five seasons. But otherwise, I agree. If there's no additional content past The Last of Us 2, I really would be hesitant for. HBO and not, again, not that they couldn't come up with their own ideas, but I'd be really hesitant for HBO to try to wing it and, and come out with a story just to expand and just to keep it going. Because um, I agree, even with um, even though there were significant, there were several graphic novels for The Walking Dead that continued that story. Um, I agree that you get a little bit um, tired of, of the whole scenario. Now, again, Last of Us is a, is a bit more focused on Um, interesting characters and specific characters, not just a group of characters, which I think kind of can break down the story a bit more. Um, And if you haven't played the games, uh, you know, there's obviously some surprises there, which I won't go into. But I I do think they have enough content, obviously, for those Last of Us and Last of Us 2 to be fantastic. Um, But stretching it out further, yeah, I I would be a little hesitant for them.
0: Absolutely. And it's just, you know, that's always the problem. It's Where does telling a good story and um, overkill cross the line? Because, you know, you always have to worry about uh, profitability and demand. But at the same time, we've seen so many shows that have gone on too long just because of their popularity and they ended up running them into the ground. So, in some cases, destroying the legacy that they had built up beforehand. So that is going to do it for us this week, everybody. Uh, Tune in next week. We'll have brand new stuff for you to talk about. Until that time, take care and be well.